0: 13 meant that they are going to take you out somewhere and kill you. It's an unspeakable word. In fact, the leader of the Council 13 and his enforcer, Isaac Vonowitz, both members of it, Gavin Frost and Vonowitz, came to me and said, we know that Christians don't believe half of what you say. We don't mind to talk about witchcraft, because they still think you fly on broomsticks. That's what they think of you. And actually, they're right about most Christians in that form. But would you please stop using the word Illuminati before we have to kill you? Okay? They say Mariah, that's what they say, the conquering wind. Illuminati is the following, I-L-L-U-M-I-N-A-T-I. It means the light bearers. It's Latin for the light bearers.
1: Welcome back. This is episode 36, a part two of Waking Up to the Illuminati Illusion. We're talking about religion today. And we're going to pick up where we left off with... Billy Graham. I posted a TikTok last night on my Waking Up with Mel podcast page, and so many people were like, Not Billy Graham. And yeah, I seriously have this thing. If you're on TV, you're on the radio, you are famous. It's not because you're popular or because you're great at preaching or this or that, because I've heard some really great sermons and they ain't famous. So this whole thing has got me questioning a lot of things this last couple days and uh, let's start talking about it. You may
2: have seen this video. He documented that inside this Albert Gallant Mackey book, as I'm going to play it right now, there was an actual admittance by the Masons themselves. Here he's going to open up the front cover. Here is Billy Graham. Billy Graham. Let me play it as you see it. Billy Graham. Hopefully it gets a little bit more focused there, but there it is. There's the Graham. And it says that George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, so forth, John Hancock, Mark Twain, Henry Ford, Billy Graham, Arnold Pumler, Wolfgang, Armadeus, right, Mozart, he was a Mason, so forth and so on, the Fraternal Order of Free and Accepted Masons. And if this wasn't proof enough for you that they admit it,
1: well, let me show you again that image here. Okay, so I'm pausing for a second of that little video. I had recorded that video in 2018. And he's going to go on to explain this uh, messianic hand signal or symbol that he puts on the book. And you can find this hand symbol on the book of Billy Graham's The Challenge. And he's doing this hand symbol that this gentleman is about to explain what it is and what it looks like. Did you hear it?
2: you see him pressing in between the knuckles and giving the Masonic hand signs and the infamous Robert Schuler apostate uh, giving them the hand sign there. You see it, the thumb goes across and touches right in the tender part in between the knuckles. But the one I want to focus on is this one right here that you see Manley P. Hall doing the same hand sign. It's a hand sign that comes from the 33rd degree, which is called the Grand Sovereign Inspector General. And what you see right here is you see the finger, the top pointy finger pointing out. It's very clear what distinguishes it. The three fingers are rolling in as you see it here, and then the pointy finger points out. Now, let me show it to you here. This is it right here. You can see it. I have it blown up. There you see the three fingers and the pointy finger put out. Now, as I zoom out, you'll begin to see this is the sign of the order here on page 461, the opening ceremonies of the Sovereign Grand Inspector General. This is the 33rd degree, and as I scroll down there, you'll see the hand sign. There it is. This is the sign of the orders. This is the basic, right, sign that they do in order to show that they're 33rd degree Masons. So as Manly P. Hall was a 33rd degree Mason, so was Billy Graham. Sam inherited the kingdom of God doing exactly what God said not to do. Not to swear oaths by heaven or earth, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, right? So they apostatized into this Masonic cult. Now the Bible tells you in Second Timothy 2 3, it says, let no man deceive you. Let no man, not even Billy Graham. Let no man deceive you by any means, by any means, even by the Scottish Rite, which is not Scottish, it is French.
1: I had to really really dig to find Billy Graham's name myself. Um, I did find it, however, on a PDF format from the G-E-N-E-S- E.E. E. Lodge, number 174, Free and Accepted Masons. This is in Flint, Michigan. And his number, E or his number, his name is on here. However, if you go to the good old E. Encyclopedia, or whatever they call it, uh, it has been erased. All the names around him, however, are still there. So I found that very interesting. Another crazy thing about this register that I found with Billy Graham's name on it, where it says... Billy Reverend Grant religion right above him is Barry Goldwater, U S Senator. And right below him is Lincoln Harold Gary creator of little orphan Annie. So yeah, they have everybody in here. It's like anybody who's who, I mean, everybody who's ever been famous in our history books is in here. And the more research I've done, (laughs) I just my mind just keeps getting blown i ordered kathy sullivan's book i talked about yesterday it's called unshackled it's also lo and behold free online which i noticed on the internet archives but i noticed there's some things missing so i'm hoping when i get the full copy there's nothing missing out of it i did a quick scan through it's like 500 pages, I think somewhere around there. Um, and I did not find anything that said any word about Billy Graham. She did say that she wasn't going to name a lot of the people, but I haven't read it. I just scanned through it. I also can't find out if she's dead or alive. She had a website and yesterday I associated her with this lawyer I found, but after looking at her picture on her book, I'm like, that's not the same person. So I, I can't find much, of anything about Kathy Sullivan. It's very interesting to me. But I did, however, look up Fiona Barnett's book and I played you guys Fiona's clip of her testimony. I will play it again right now. And then we will go into her book.
3: Former President Richard Nixon raped me in the back of the USA CIA military plane at Australia's main military airport, the one where Air Force One lands if it visits Australia. After this, I was child sex trafficked from Sydney Airport to California, USA, in a cargo plane. I was gassed and stuffed in a wooden crate like an animal. During this trip, I was raped by media founder Ted Turner at a pedophile party held at Disneyland. And I was trafficked to the annual summer camp at Bohemian Grove, attended by notable politicians, businessmen and other VIPs. I was raped by Reverend Billy Graham in a pink bubble-themed cabin at Bohemian Grove. Billy Graham told me that his good buddy Richard Nixon had recommended me to him. At Bohemian Grove, I was one of a group of children dressed as teddy bears and hunted for sport by men in the forest to the theme song, Teddy Bear's Picnic. I also witnessed the ritual murder of a woman by male guests dressed in black luciferian robes.
1: So Fiona Barnett, she's another person who's um, changed my life by what she's come out and told the world, and I find it very fascinating how her book is published and people still choose not to listen to her or her testimony or debunk it. So I'm going to read you a page out of her book, um, "Eyes Wide Open." Okay, this book deserves some some podcast time. So. I'm going to read straight from her book here. This is from the introduction, page three of Eyes Wide Open. The Bible suggests we may know them by their fruits. That is, we recognize the wolves in sheepskin by the consequences of their words and behavior. Be they ignorant, academic, or bottom-feeding trolls, anyone who accepts to discredit the above writing is certainly an operative for the trafficking network. Similarly, whoever attacks my book has a vested interest in the lucrative international child tra- trafficking operation coordinated by the CIA. This electronic version of Eyes Wide Open is being distributed at no cost because the truth and healing ought to be free. Victims have paid enough. The public is welcome to download, distribute, and host a complete copies of this book version online for therapeutic purposes. Flooding the internet with multiple copies combats the increasing censorship and stops the child traffickers bearing this information again. Watergate was Pedogate. The Watergate break-in was strictly based on one thing, the pedophile records that were being kept in the Democratic National Headquarters. Detective James Rothstein, New York PD, retired. In October 2016, I presented at Collins-Ross Trauma and Dissociation Conference in Seattle, USA. Following my talk, one attendee approached me in the hotel lobby where my fellow presenters sat at their merchandise stalls. All this, she shouted while sweeping her arm across the sideshow alley of overpriced books, stickers, and fridge magnets. All this shit? You have the real stuff? Where's your book? Tears welled in her eyes. Write a book. Please write a book. Yes, I have the real stuff. I'm not some left brain dominant academic pretending to understand what it's like to be a victim of the most horrendous crimes. I lived it. I spent my developmental years trapped in a mind control labyrinth. I spent my adult years navigating an escape, and I eventually achieved what few victims of the most extreme abuse do. Integration. I may therefore declare with authority what does and does not work. I prefer the term victim to survivor because the latter implies my ordeal is over. My, or, my ordeal will likely never end. As Dr. Rena Mick, okay, I'm spelling it, guys. Ready? M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S-O-N warned, so Michelson warned, Fiona, I think this life sentence, I think this is a life sentence. Indeed, I serve a life sentence for crimes committed against me with full knowledge and blessing of the Australian government. I am constantly harassed by police, page, paid agitators, agent academics, and journalists. DID sleeper cells, per, and that means a dissociative disorder. Perpetrator relatives, sold-out victims, fake advocates, professional social media trolls, special intelligence operatives, and retired intelligence community thugs hired to do dirty work for the VIPs who dare not to overly attack me for fear of attracting media attention to their part in the international child trafficking operation. Recovery from extreme abuse begins with realizing the true nature and extent of the international child trafficking In 2015, Newcastle Herald journalist Ian Kirkwood wrote favorable articles in the wake of my Sydney press conference. Okay, I'm going to play you that press conference really quick, okay? Hold on.
4: I reported my abuse experiences to multiple healthcare professionals, not one of whom adhered to mandatory reporting requirements. I reported to New South Wales Police in 2008. I reported to the Royal Commission in 2012. I reported to Operation Attest in Canberra. I made formal witness statements to New South Wales Police and have agreed to do more. I've reported directly to the New South Wales and Federal Police Commissioners and to the New South Wales Coroner. I have provided sufficient names, times, dates and places for authorities to investigate. My experiences were horrific beyond words. I witnessed child abduction, torture, rape, murder. But the way I've been treated for reporting the crimes I witnessed and experienced has been far worse than my original abuse experiences. Victims endure the most miserable childhoods. We then spend the rest of our lives paying for the crimes committed against us. Victims are constantly placed under excessive scrutiny. If we can't provide a precise time and date for something that happened 40 years ago, we're called liars. If we get emotional, we're labelled crazy. If we are vocal, we're just attention seekers. It's time to focus our attention away from victims and onto those responsible for the crimes against children. In the 2006 census, Australians identified child protection as their number one concern. Why then does our government continue to ignore the public's concern for children? Australia is a pedophile haven. Our laws are written, interpreted and administered in a way that benefits pedophiles and silences victims of crime our university lecturers teach pro-pedophilia material our health boards continue to op- allow offending doctors and psychologists to practice Concentrate on the name serves to shift the focus from the entire reason I'm standing here. I have provided the names to the authorities. It is their responsibility to combine my information with what other victims have presented and properly investigate. And now I will give you some VIP names. Michelle. Michelle was a friendly 12-year-old with long dark hair. I witnessed her abduction, rape and murder when I was six years old. Samantha. Samantha was nine years old with wavy long brown hair and a warm smile. She had Down syndrome. Samantha was murdered when I was 12 years old. Chloe. Chloe was an attractive four year old with brown straight cut hair into a bulb and sea green eyes. Chloe was murdered when I was 14 years old. Don't make this about me. Focus on those victims who couldn't be here today to personally share what happened to them the hands of the vip pedophiles who have infiltrated australia's supreme institutions
1: right about minute mark 15 this incredible thunder and lightning roared through the sky and you can vaguely hear it on the recording it's pretty cool so uh let's get back to her book all right we'll start now it's pouring down rain it's so neat I feel like we are so close to this just all coming to the precipice, to it all being exposed. People are so awake compared to back in the 70s. You would talk about this stuff in the 70s and nobody believed it. Whereas 2023, people even know what adrenochrome is, where before, even two years ago, people didn't know what that was. If you don't know what adrenochrome is, look it up. But it's basically, um, you know, when you get adrenaline from something, well, they like to take the adrenaline as a kid's dying and take their blood and drink it because they think it keeps them young. Hollywood is sick, you guys. Sick, sick, sick. And if you think preachers on TV are immune to Hollywood, how? who's funding them? As we talked about yesterday, look at all the funding of the Billy Graham Crus- Crusades. Those were all Illuminati people. He shook hands with all Illuminati people. If you think he wasn't Illuminati, then that's on you. I'm not sitting here trying to tell you what to believe. I'm just showing you proof of the past. And it needs to be exposed because the only way to get to the next side, the light for people to actually find their truth in Jesus Christ is to let go of all these human idols that we have. And I am one of them. I've had many idols in the past I've had to let go of, including now there's many prophets that i'm starting to question their uh moral behavior because of who they worship and the people they talk about and i'm like hmm that's just ringing red flags to me and i'm starting to listen to my red flags rather than religion because it's so easy to just listen to religion so she says, Recover, recovery from extreme abuse begins with wrestling the true nature and extent of international child trafficking. In 2015, a Newcastle Herald journalist, Ian Kirkwood, wrote favorable, favorable articles in the wake of my Sydney press conference, which I just played you guys. I constant, I consequently... consequently Passed him a story regarding David Hogg, H-O-G-G, the Lifestyle Solutions founder, who was later convicted of historical child sexual assault. Kirkwood worked with Joanne McCarthy, whose media campaign starring whistleblower Peter Fox helped spark Australia's Royal Commission into... institutional responses to child abuse. In 2012, Detective Chief Inspector Peter Fox exposes his colleagues' cover-up of a massive pedophile network in Newcastle's Catholic Diocese. And yesterday I mentioned some stuff about Catholicism and stuff, and I want everybody to realize there are good people in every single religion, okay? But the higher-ups of most religions aren't good. And i if you've never heard of the black masses they do in the bottom of the Vatican, you should look that up. Kathy O'Brien talks about it. It's human sacrifice in the Vatican in the bottom. They call it black masses. There's serpents. I mean, you can see the, the enemy running thick through the Vatican all the way to vaccines. They're full of aborted kids. And who's, who's saying that, you know, it's better to have aborted kids and vaccines than to not have vaccines. Yours truly, the Pope. So, again, another uh, person that people idolize, the Pope. Mother Teresa is another one. You know, she's been accused of some dirty crimes. And, I mean, even in my own in-laws' house, they got at least three pictures of her. So, people have, have idols, you guys. We have idols. A lot of us have idols. And the only idol we need to have in our lives is Jesus. Because he's going to expose everything else, the way, the truth, and the life, you know. And I was thinking about this one world religion. Even though I believe in Jesus and I'm a Christian and I think that it would be awesome if the whole world believed in Jesus. I know because the Bible says the whole world will never believe in Jesus. They just won't. So there will never be a one world religion. And even if I wanted the whole world to believe in Jesus, we can't force. That's, that's the opposite of God god is a gift a free gift you either take the gift or you don't and a lot of people want everybody to believe the same way and it just is never going to happen we're never going to have a one world religion and if we do it's going to be forced and you're going to be forced to believe something that you don't believe even as a possible christian because if the devils are telling you what god wants you to believe their god is lucifer you're going to hear a lot of celebrities, a lot of people. Oh God, God, this, God, that, God, God. God means many different things to many different people. That's why the defining thing. Whenever I pray in Jesus Christ, I pray. It isn't in you know the Illuminati or light bearers or whatever God people might worship. All right, I I digress. Let's go back to the book. Okay, so. Um, In 2012, Detective Chief Inspector Peter Fox exposed his colleagues' cover-up of a massive pedophile network in Newcastle Catholic Diocese. The NSW police hierarchy consequently physically threatened Peter Fox and demanded his doctor allow police to attend his private therapy sessions. Of course they do, because they want to make all these people look crazy. They have done the same tactics forever. Even me putting out these podcasts... A spark of fear comes in because I don't want something happening to my family or something, you know, beating down my door or whatever. But fear is a liar and it's the opposite of God and we cannot run off fear. I am not even someone as huge as these whistleblowers and these whistleblowers, no wonder they don't come out. They're scared to death, literally, of being murdered. It's so sad for these people or being deemed like the, the guy, other guy I'm sharing with you, uh, the Collins guy, you know, he's ended his life in a psychiatric ward and accused of rape on, on the encyclopedia if you looked him up. It's just nuts what they can do to these people because they control everything. They can wipe the internet if they want. Hey, take Billy Graham's, Graham's name off that Freemason website. Okay, no problem. It's gone. Overnight, you guys. Somebody called it out, showed the screenshots. The next day, it's gone that's how fast they can do this stuff. Just like my podcast before this one, I was, I don't know, a hundred episodes in and boom, gone just because the Associated Press called Spotify to wipe me out. It's, it's crazy. And I'm nobody. I'm just over here sharing what I'm learning over here, trying to get other people to do some research too. And they are over here taking me down because this is how much they care to protect these child abusers when we got to, oh. Just pisses me off so bad. Okay. The New SW police hierarchy consequently physically threatened Peter Fox, so uh, I'm rereading this again, and demanded his doctor to allow the police to oh police to attend his private therapy sessions. University of Sydney law graduate Margaret Cunning, C U N N E E N, shared a special commissions of inquiry into sexual abuse in Newcastle, which attacked the and discredited Peter Fox and journalist Joan McCarthy. Cunin Cunin, had a history of supporting pedophiles. Surprise, surprise. In 2009, she attended the book launch of organism crime boss Roger Rogerson and admitted she had known him since he was a detective. Detective Sergeant Roger Rogerson was dismissed from the NSW police force in 1986 meaning cunning, C-U-N-N-E-E-N, associated with him during his underbelly heyday when he oversaw the trafficking of drugs and children in Sydney and committed multiple murders to conceal his crimes. In 2002, Margaret Cunney advised Queensland police to drop their prosecution of pedophile swim coach Scott Volkers on the grounds one victim's sexual assault was too trivial to prosecute. 12-year-old female victims were unlikely to have developed breasts, and thus allegations vocals groped them would be difficult to substantiate. you got to be kidding me. 12-year-old girls could not relax enough to experience an orgasm while being abused. Okay, that is a lie, lady. I can't even believe there's people like this, especially if you go back and listen to my Kinsey Institute podcast, because that pervert piece of crap who still has a college here in the United States claims babies can have orgasms. Ugh. I just can't stand these guys. They can't cannot stand them. They try to discredit every victim, lock them up, treat them like crap. Ugh. So I'm going to skip ahead of her book a little bit. We're going to go down to page seven where she starts to talk about Nicole Kidman, the Hollywood actress. she um, Fiona Barnett was abused by Nicole Kidman's dad while Nicole Kidman laughed and smirked while it was happening. Yep, that really happened. She writes about that. You believe her story or Nicole Kidman, who's trying to shut her down. So Nicole Kidman's PR team shut down my main... This is a, going back to her book, page seven. Nicole Kidman's PR team shut down my mainstream media exposure by drawing on her lucrative contracts with Australia's media outlets. So I turned to the internet. Armed with a simple meme app and a right brain talent for lyric writing, I launched my own social media campaign. I spent five years in front of the computer communicating with hundreds of victims and supporters, many fake and many genuine. I hit the conspiracy theory jackpot when David Ike featured an enormous photograph of me and my story during his Australian speaking tour. My tactics worked. Online articles about Nicole Kidman where the, pub- where the public was free to leave negative comments were followed by streams of intelligent attacks on her heavily orchestrated stardom. I realized my impact when Kidman's, Kidman's PR team paid the Daily Mail plus a morning television show to feature an article telling titled, Shame on you, Australia. Stop hating on Nicole Kidman. People don't hate Nicole Kidman as an individual. They hate what the Harvey Weinstein scandal subsequently highlighted, that Hollywood rewards something other than the ability to sing, dance, or act. Despite everything the pedophile network threw at me, my story still got out there, such that if you Google Anthony Kidman's name, the word child abuse soon follows. Yet no amount of alternative media success can match A complete break to the mainstream news. So I admitted defeat. I stopped posting and I did not bother checking my blog sites. Pedogate. Days before the 2016 presidential election, I received a barrage of phone texts from old friends asking if I was okay. People started questioning my kids regarding our family's welfare. I had no idea what was happening and then I checked my blog site. A spike of 10 a hundred thousand, not 10,000, a hundred thousand views in one day stem from an article that activist group Anonymous published about me being trafficked to American VIP as a VIPs as a kid. They use my story to expose Hillary Clinton's involvement in a child sex trafficking ring. The Clinton Foundation was a front for trafficking children, including the, ha- the ha- Haiti earthquake victims. I'm going to pause here for a second. I don't know if you guys know about this uh, preacher. She's from my hometown, Boise, Idaho. It's so crazy how all these things are linked. Um, But um, she now works for uh, the Amber Alert System, I do believe. And let me get her name so she doesn't get away scot-free. Okay, so this lady's from Boise, Idaho. She's a Baptist, supposedly, and her name is Laura L-A-U-R-A Silsby, S-I-L-S-B-Y. And as soon as she got off these Haiti charges with the Clintons, she went back to Boise and changed her last name and still is running around. Should be not running around, in my opinion. But you know what they say about opinions. Okay, so the um, Bill and Hillary's trafficking network impl- implicated campaign chairman John Podesta. This is what opened up Pizzagate and everything else. Um, which I'm gonna play you a clip I just heard about somebody just trying to act like none of this is true, yeah. Oh, look, she even talks about Mother Teresa here. Billionaire Jeffrey Epstein and St. Mother Teresa. In 1995, the Nobel Peace Prize recipient opened a Mother Teresa Home for Infant Children Adoption Center in Washington, D.C. with Hillary Clinton, which quietly closed in 2002. Mother Teresa's Roman Catholic Order Missionaries of Charity came under Indian government investigation for child trafficking. Yeah. Yeah told you guys, with a nun arrested for selling babies. Mother Teresa accepted donations from Haiti director Jean-Claude Deval, D-U-V-A-L-I-E-R. Jeffrey Epstein sex-trafficked minors to VIPs, including Harvard law professor Alan Dershowitz, Prince Andrew, Kevin Spacey, and Bill Clinton, who flew aboard the Lolita Express to Epstein's little St. James Pedo Island in the Caribbean. Surveillance cameras footage allegedly leaked from the island showed children locked in underground rooms. The island conveniently caught fire due to a massive explosion in early 2019, destroying all evidence. Jeffrey Epstein is among many VIPs and government heads who knowingly donated money to the Clinton Foundation child trafficking operation. The Clinton Foundation received $88 million from Australian taxpayers between 2006 and 2014, peaking during the Welsh-born Australian ALP Prime Minister Julia Gilliard's term. Hillary Clinton's campaign uh, chairman, John Podesta, and his brother, Tony Podesta, were staying in Portuguese-villa-owned UK politician Saint Clement Freud. The same resort where British child Madeleine McCain was when she disappeared. Yeah, guys, it's all connected. Clement Freud was Sigmund Freud's grandson. And we talked about him a little bit yesterday. British media, well, the last podcast I did. British media out, outed Clement Fraud as a violent child rapist. John and Tony Podesta perfectly matched the identical images Scotland Yard released of Madeleine's abductors. Pedogate, as the scandal became known, surfaced when WikiLeaks released emails from John Podesta's account uh, in 2016. The emails notably outed Hillary Clinton as a self-confessed Molech worshiper, which is a child-sacrificed uh, devil god of the Old Testament, and captured politicians ordering children for pedophile parties using alleged fast food code words. The content of the Podesta emails is consistent with the following leaked from the CIA cutout company called Strawfor. S-T-R-A-T-F-O-R. And now she has an email here from Fred Burton sent May 14th, 2009 at 2.39 p.m. to Don K-U-Y Kindle. So Kindle. And then the subject is get ready for Chicago hot dog friday i think obama spent about 65000 on taxpayers money flying in pizzas and hot dogs from chicago for a private party at the white house not long ago assume we are using the same channels question mark a related email from staffor's president informed eric einstein of svp publishing can you participate as well if I get the same waitress, I'm all in, he replied. If we're talking about White House orgy, the word waitress was placed in inverted commas to indicate its alternative meaning. Waitress would typically be prostitutes, most likely child prostitutes, according to this email. Uh, so, oh gosh, this stuff is so hard to read sometimes. President Barack Obama ordered $65,000 worth of fast food, an act of which contraved White House policy dictating all food be prepared on site using raw ingredients to counter the security risk being posed by externally prepared foods. The leaked email prompted Hillary Clinton to publicly declare Australian's award-winning journalist and whistleblower Julian Assange as a dead man walking. Child prostitutes visiting the White House is old news. On July 29th, June 1989, the front of the Washington Times read homosexual prostitution inquiry ensnares VIPs with Reagan Bush call boys took midnight tour of White House. And I've talked about this before. Um, There's the Franklin cover up, the Franklin scandal. This was in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, And she's going to go and talk about this. But I'm going to go down to her page where she starts to talk about the grams um and this is going to be page 12 and she wrote here i am confident president richard nixon and his good buddy the reverend billy Graham were named in the Watergate pedophile records. I am confident of this because I was sex trafficked by CIA head psychologist John W. Gintner, and I'm going to spell that G-I-T-T-I-N-G-E-R to both men as a young child. I spoke with James Rothstein on April 3rd, April 2018 9.48 a.m. and asked him whether he knew or had heard that Nixon was a pedophile. No, I did not. He quipped with surprise and interest. I next asked him whether he knew about Billy Graham being a pedophile (laughs) at this. He confidently responded. Oh, we heard lots about that. And now she takes a, that picture of um, Franklin Graham on his Twitter, which I will put as the cover photo for this podcast. And it's that hashtag Portland where he's at voodoo donuts and it's, from his Twitter page, and it says, take a look at these killer donuts, hashtag Portland, and he's got his thumbs up. Hmm. Cute. CIA Billy Graham. I pushed a draft of this Watergate was Pedogate chapter on my blog in 2018. It proved popular. Watergate was Pedogate is the best thing I ever read, one reader commented. My article caused great controversy, particularly among Southern Baptist Billy Graham worshipers who told me... I was the talk of mainly of many Sunday table photographs published on Billy son, Franklin Graham's social media showing him proudly dining on what he described as killer donuts at voodoo donuts in Portland added weight to my allegation that Billy Graham was a multi-generational Luciferian pedophile. Many concluded that Franklin Graham posted his tweet as a cult threat against me in direct response to my articles exposing his Freemason father. Conservative Christians found it inappropriate for an evangelical preacher to dine at an establishment that sold donuts decorated with encircled pentagrams and which featured Jesus Christ crucified on a penis and a testicle-shaped donut called cock and balls. My article caused an elderly Baptist to cut the Billy Graham Foundation from her will. The CIA inverted to protect their agent, Billy Graham. One of my key perpetrators, U.S. Army psychological operations expert, Michael Aquino, A-Q-U-I-N-O. You will hear a lot about this sick guy. He was sick. (sighs) He weighed in. And on an orchestrated international effort to discredit me. Yeah, of course he would. I'm doing my side notes here, guys, in case you didn't know that. Another perpetrator, Bond University lecturer Katrina Fritzen, responded to my allegations on official Bond University letterhead. The written response of my two perpetrators mirrored each other in their accusation. I was a crazy fantasist. Yeah, because that's what people want to fantasize about. Yet people typically ignore crazy fantasists. People respond to someone who is swaying the public opinion and who threatens to expose their cult involvement. Only the most desperate and dumb perpetrators respond personally in writing. After this umpteenth attack on my credibility failed, the fool who published both responses subsequently begged social media sharers to delete the Luciferian priest Michael Aquino's email to him before he disappeared from the internet. Tima Quino's angle was to focus on whether Rothstein had personally investigated Billy Graham, and they staged a phone interview with retired detective. I subsequently phoned Rothstein's home. His wife, who was warmly welcome welcome to Quino Lackey, was cold and short with me. I phoned Rothstein's mobile. How did you get this number? Rothstein asked defensively. It was the same number Quino Lackey called him on. It was plastered all over the internet, I responded. You were tricked. A recording of your conversation with a Kino Lackey is everywhere. I thought what you were doing was admirable, he lamented. Can't you just tell people an old man got it wrong? No, I could not. To clarify, Rostin never told me personally he worked on an investigation into Billy Graham, Rostein spoke of Billy Graham in the context of having heard about the preacher's pedophile antics from somewhere within his network of associates associates, whose job it was to investigate VIP pedophile rings. We never discussed the source of this information or whether it came from his own New York PD organization or from external agencies like the FBI or his journalistic contacts. He simply immediately and empathetically asserted to me that he and his collo- colleagues heard lots about Billy Graham's pedophile involvement. And I'm not the first to publicly accuse Billy Graham of being a CIA agent, Freemason and rapist. MK ultra victim Kathleen Sullivan, who wrote unshackled a survivor story of mind control said he raped her former high raking f- raped her. Former high-ranking Freemason James Shaw described how 33 Freemason Freemason Billy Graham was present at his own initiation ritual. The Time magazine reported the CIA funded Billy Graham's 1967 Latin American Crusade under CIA cutout is the National U.S. National Student Association, which is also financed the National Council of Churches, Harvard Law School and the AFL-CIO affiliates. The New York Times picked up the story. The Rossine incident is a fine example of the tactics employed by the CIA paid social media trolls. They search hard for inconsistencies and try to discredit and dismiss my entire testimony based on one small detail. I spent five years on the internet disproving every accusation every time I successfully defended myself. The CIA paid internet trolls and ignored their defeat and moved directly to the next attempt. That CIA tactic is the same thing a courtroom lawyer is trained to do. The CIA social media trolls are trained in public persuasion tactics based on social psychology, crowd psychology, and bystander effects. The CIA knows that the most people don't bother researching facts for themselves. Instead, they would become, to me, and demand an answer to every fat, false accusation, no matter how absurd. That is another reason I ditched social media, people's apathy. Most To most, I became a source of entertainment, with people watching how I fared the attacks, like Romans watching Christians being fed to lions in the Coliseum. The CIA will do the same with this book, and focus on discrediting my entire 160,000 plus words with one stupid point that I do not clarify sufficiently. James Rothstein told me that during his investigation, he became aware of the identical sex trafficking ring in Australia, which involved our prime ministers. Regarding this matter, Rothstein did clarify that he had not directly investigated the Australian pedophiles himself, but that an Australian intelligence officer named Peter Osborne knew the details. Rosting confirmed the Australians, politicians, and other VIP attendants in the international brothel, brothels. Um, so, her book, I mean, that's only page 14, guys. It goes on and on. And she talks about Dope ink, which a lot of people talk about back in the day, same cartel system. Um, so, now I'm going to jump back to some more of that testimony we started with to finish this podcast for this is part two. And then we'll kind of get more into um, I guess the political side of all this um, because we're more talking about the religious side of it but it's it's hand in hand the Illuminati the Masons there it's like a hand in a glove right they work together it's not one thing Um, and it's just it's interweaved its way through every part of our society and now we have to take it back before I get to the um, John Todd testimony um, and the more parts I want to play for you guys, I, I want to play that song by need to breathe. Um, that woke me up to this Christian agenda. And I also want to play you the Conan O'Brien clip real quick. I'm not going to play you the whole song cause it just drives me mad, but I'm just going to play you that because I told you I would yesterday and I didn't, or on my last podcast, I keep saying yesterday cause I recorded my last podcast yesterday and I got so excited about keep going that I'm reporting recording this one today usually I record them about a week apart and I just this is just so mind blowing to me that I have to share all the information that I learn so here's need to breathe cages with the illuminati pyramid cover and the all seeing eye on it look it up I guess I
0: was needing a redemption, and all I got was just cage. If I'm being real life and fighting up here, I can't seem
4: to find a
1: right
4: like
1: so basically they're over here emitting in this new album how they've built cages around themselves and let's listen to that first cage they built when they dressed like chicks to get famous and sing on Conan O'Brien on the witch's holiday October 31st. So it looks like need to breathe decided to sell out in October 31st 2017 officially on TV. Here we go. Maybe. Okay.
2: Reba and Minnie, please welcome Need to Breathe!
1: Are a big sellout and you're dressed like chicks on Conan. All right, that's all the press we're going to give them because sold out.
0: he found his daughter in it. He was always and he was a Baptist pastor, was always raised to believe that witches were fables that flew around on broomsticks on Halloween night. And all of a sudden he woke up and found it was very real. And if you want to find out the power behind it and how it can be defeated, I suggest the sixteenth chapter of acts. Paul handled it very nicely. And it's one thing that I can testify to all the he is considering the lies that you're born with witchcraft, which is the lie that they give you. When I was saved And the pastors there at the Baptist church called the demons that were inside me out. I lost all that power of witchcraft. I've never regretted it. If the power came from demons, I don't need the demons. So before you teenagers start fooling around with the astrology charts and the Ouija board, check out the 18th chapter of Deuteronomy and find out you'll pick up a demon from doing it. And you pick up one, you keep on going. My foster mother wrote a book, and she said, doing one spell or practicing one seance in witchcraft is like jumping off of a tall uh, mountain or a skyscraper. There's no turning back. It is the strongest addiction that I know. Dave Wilkerson said that he has seen people go through withdrawal from drugs many times, but seeing one witch go through withdrawal from the occult shattered his mind. And I've helped thousands of people through withdrawal from witchcraft and withdrawal from drugs. But once you've seen the withdrawal that a person goes through from being in witchcraft, you think that drugs is something you practice in kindergarten. Jagger has told openly, over and over on television, I don't know where our Christian young people were when it was going on, that when he was in jail before the... Done quite a few bit of investigation. Since I would say, because of facts I heard when I was in witchcraft, don't just look at obscene religions like Scientology, Jehovah's Witness, Mormonism. Look at even Christian churches within Bible believing denominations. There was a couple, quote, oh, Jesus people, garbage churches, that began a few years ago in LA, Costa Mesa, and so on. They had a few hundred kids. All of a sudden, the pastors move in a half a million dollar home, and the churches are taking their offering out in armored cars. Now, where did they get the funds to buy a two million dollar building overnight? They were preaching gospel, now they're preaching trash. One of them is responsible for the so called Jesus rock that has ruined half of the good Christian young people today. Now, I. Never speak against anything unless I go check it out. And I went down to Costa Mesa, and I saw something that bordered witchcraft on their open concert night at Calvary Chapel on Saturday night. There were people shoving and digging on each other just to get a seat in that place. And they turned hundreds away. Nothing was mentioned about Jesus, and a homosexual was leading the service. And you had to be blind not to see it. And it was a total acid rock-type concert in the name of Jesus. Now, that's the same group that puts out all your love song albums and and all this stuff that people listen to. So, I try to warn as I go along things that you found out it's up to Christians. It's like Paul said, if you think is not a sin, eat it. If you think it is, don't eat it. And if you want to buy what I'm saying, I think your walk will get a little stronger. If you want to keep on listening to stuff, I can look at Christians and tell how strong they are in the Lord and where they're walking with Him by the type of music they're listening to. And then I'm this way. I find something in my life that I don't want to give up, I usually give it up because you know, it's, it's that simple. When you don't wanna give something up the devil's usually trying to get you to hang on to it. I subscribe to a Roberts being a member of witchcraft. Or Roberts. If you'll check into it, used to
1: So at the end of this podcast and at the end of the day we don't know like he said who's given their life to God who maybe once did work for the dark side that changed at the end of their life we don't know but what we do know is a lot of these people could have changed history and they chose not to and we need to change that as we go forward whoever's out there that might be listening to this that could possibly change a life especially of an innocent child should do so Um, it's our job. It's our obligation to speak up for the most innocent. And I don't know where Billy Graham landed at the end of this day. I don't know where all these political leaders landed at the end of the day, but I do know America was founded on more Satanism than I thought. And then I realized, and I'm learning a lot through all this. Another thing that I was thinking about yesterday, all these, you know, Benny Hens and the Catherine, Catherine Coleman's and all these people who are idolized by, Modern day prophets that I was listening to until just recently, um you know they put a lot of. Uh, they even went to her grave once to. I don't. Know, I don't know. They have the keys to her grave, I guess, and she gave them their mantle and all this stuff. Anyways, I was watching her because I never really heard of her, and a lot of these people they act really weird, and a lot of you know when they're in these they fall over or whatever, and. She was, she just gave me witchy vibes and I'm not saying she was a witch. I have nothing. I know nothing about the woman, but she gave me witchy vibes when I watched some of her old videos. And then I started thinking about, you know, how these, these people, what if, let's just say, what if these people are witches and they bring in their little witches to act like they're getting healed and they do these fake miracles, but they can't help they have the Kundalini spirit in them. So of course it's gonna show itself. It's not Christian to be out of control of your body. It's actually the opposite. God is gives you control. And I think even if you are under demonic possession, once you were restored you're not going to be shaking on the floor. I don't know. I'm just not into it. I think it's weird. I've been to some conferences before. I'm even questioning the whole tongue thing, praying in tongues, because why are you praying in a language you don't even know what you're saying? So I'm going to go to the Holy Spirit about that. Um, I was always taught praying in tongues is so you can secretly, you know, have this conversation with God that the devil can't hear. But what if it's the other way around? What if you're praying in tongues to a demon? Because you don't even know what the heck you're saying. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I just have so many questions in my own faith journey right now. And that's another thing is like I'm not here to be like, I woke up and I know everything. And here I'm telling you, I'm just sharing my journey as I go along. Hey, whoa, I'm waking up to this. I'm waking up to that. Maybe I was wrong to this. Even Charles Manson, like the more I'm listening, you know, I thought he's a little boy locked in prison. I have a Charles Manson episode if you haven't heard it. And I always felt so bad for him. Like they got out, they sent him to Laura wood Canyon and you know, he went to prison and tortured, drugged up and believed in Jesus and maybe he did. But also I think he was part of Helter Skelter and that's a bigger thing. I starting to learn more about that too. And that word, and he brings that up a lot. And I don't know. It's just, I don't know. And then this, um, the whole Beatles thing, they talk a, a lot of people talk about Manson. I don't know if he's a pawn. I don't know if he's really evil and into witchcraft and satanic stuff. All I do know is he didn't kill anybody. And he talks a lot about Jesus in his interviews um, that were played on TV. Anyways, there's one truth that we can all hang our hat on. And that is what the Bible teaches us and what Jesus says himself. So if you don't like what I'm about to say, you're going to take it up with Jesus. He is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. And he is the only way any of us will get to heaven. The end, period. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers and against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may withstand the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore having grabbed gritted your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having put on your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith. That's, oh, wow. I've, I've never read this uh, like this. I've read it a thousand times, but it's never hit me like this. I want to cry right now. With which you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is a sword of God, praying always with prayer of, and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to the end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that the utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Father God, I've been told my whole life to never speak against the mighty men of your word. And it has been really hard for me these last couple of days to bring this stuff up about Billy Graham, because I know he's done many things for your kingdom. And I don't know his heart, but I do know who he hung out with and certain things about him that just don't ring true to me. And the same with other people that are or- worshiped and idolized in your name, Lord. Right now, I'm very confused spiritually on what your plan is for America and this world because I've been listening to prophets to say that you have great plans for America. Yeah, there's a lot of destruction going on. And, you know, there also is an end time that you talk about in the Bible. So, Lord, I just pray that you do give us this grace that we don't deserve as Americans to wake up out of this darkness that we've been in for the last 40, 50 years. And that we take up this shield that you promised us and that you do give us another chance. God, I ask for forgiveness for all the babies that have been murdered and trafficked. For all the babies that are born every single day. I pray that we rise up as a nation. As Christians. To stand up for what's right. Especially for the innocent Lord. Regardless of the fame. Or the idols we may have. May we lay them down at your feet. And may you be the only idol Jesus that we have. May we idolize everything you've ever done for us. And may we just lay down our own. Help me clean up my own life Lord. I don't want to straddle the fence. Thank you for this ability to do this podcast. Thank you for the people that listen to it. Protect them. Let them do their own research. Let them change the lives around them.
3: Thank you, Jesus.
1: All right, guys. I'm in tears. Until next time. Um, I just found this clip earlier. I was going to play it for you and I forgot. So I'm going to end this podcast with this clip. On This is just showing how... People are really good at making people who think beyond the box or about all the things that have gone on the last couple of years, how they just try to discredit them and they act Christian. To me, this person says a few red flag words like NPR and the Billy Graham Foundation and a few other uh, QAnon makes fun of that a little bit. But let's just hear this is typical talk crap about people like me
3: who's at the United States Institute of Peace. Um, I'm interested in hearing more about Pastor Ed's work with evangelical pastors. How do you help them identify and work on de-radicalization? Do you build on the international CBE, countering violent extremism work in this area, or how does it differ in your understanding?
5: First, we don't call it de-radicalization. That's the first thing, but because nobody sees themselves as that. But I I get exactly what you're saying, and I appreciate the work of de-radicalization. The language I use at the beginning uh, and the way, because I've written a lot to try to persuade uh, evangelicals on some of these issues, and I actually uh, have—I was very easy for us to sit back and say, "Oh, those human honors." Well, I actually have friends in the um, who are
1: self-identified. Okay, I just had to pause because I don't know if you noticed those three triggers right there. First, they call people who have beliefs that aren't in line with theirs uh, extremists. So how do you get people, how do you basically talk them out of being extremists? And then he goes right into QAnon and how he has quote unquote friends in QAnon. QAnon is not a group or an organization. <laughs> organization. QAnon is a board, guys, a board. I've I got to do another podcast about QAnon again where they ask questions and people went and answered questions. It's not for people to just try to say, you're a QAnon, I'm a self-identified QAnoner. That's what they wrote about me in the article in the Associated Press. We are more than labels, y'all, just because we... Read the cue board, or just because we like Trump, or just because we believe in Jesus, doesn't make us all these labels. We are so much more than labels. We are so complex as human beings. We could have once been a witch that turned into a Christian, as a lot of people have. You know, you could have been a reverend who really was a Satanist, but look, like, no, it's just like it's ridiculous. So, anybody like this that I'm going to about to finish this four minute, I don't even know if I can handle the whole four minutes for y'all, but I'll try. Um, this is a perfect example of someone not to listen to because they're going to make make fun of you and make and listen to how he's high and mighty because all the accolades he has here we go yes.
5: In the evangelical community, um, who actually text me when I'm being discussed on QAnon message boards, and uh, they say they defend me on those message boards, but that's another story for another day. Um, So for me, I I try to frame in such a way that people can receive the message. And again, for us, that often comes around in terms of discipleship. I I talked about this on NPR's Morning Edition, and um, the host asked me, and I kind of I struggled because it's like it's insider baseball language. I said, so there are things I explained that as Christians we want to disciple in, and things that as Christians we want to disciple out. So what needs to be discipled in in 2021? Well, it might be seeing yourself as a world Christian, seeing that men and women from every tongue, tribe, and nation are, that's frequent language in the pages of the uh, scriptures. Um, it, it might be helping people to see that, and the language I often use, is that we should not be among the gullible, um, and and I actually would point out, you know, I mean, I I, I do just so we're clear, I do believe. I've bet my whole life on the fact that there was a person who was dead on Friday and on Sunday was back from the dead, and everything I believe and is framed and shaped around that reality. But I do point out how, as our Christian witnesses, in fact, the last slide that I didn't get to because I went too long in the first session actually talks about the danger to our Christian witness. I lead the Wheaton College Billy Graham Center, so I care deeply about our Christian witness, <laughs> and I pointed out somebody who kept posting about this QAnon conspiracy and this QAnon conspiracy and this one, and then. It came to easter and they said oh and jesus rose from the dead and i would just say it's really hard to persuade a world about a supernatural event called the resurrection when you've posted six other things about bizarre conspiracy theories from pizza comic comic ping pong to to seth rich and some of you know these different references to wayfair to whatever else it may be so i do try to frame it around i will say that jesus literally himself says he is the truth and I try to remind people that the last conspiracy, uh, you know, so many people jumped in the Wayfair conspiracy. I mean, missed that, but it became a thing for a few days.
1: It wasn't um, a thing, dude. I, it's I, I, not I cool. come back
5: lovingly to those people and say, "Listen, that that obviously wasn't the case." Or somebody showed up at the Comet ping pong with a gun to find the basement, and there was no basement. And so, at which point do you say, "I've been fooled four times"? But yeah, here's the thing: me, you—that's not going to happen when they're pastor pulls them aside when they're friends and so what we've actually done even in my own church had someone upset and leave because i have been advocating for vaccines and they said i've you know been fooled and tricked and you know and and you know i have noticed that since I took the you guys vaccine, go to like, this church
1: you should film, run i don't, I don't, don't even know who this guy better, is
5: that's another story for another day sorry i appreciate you getting the joke there arena <laughs> <I didn't laughs> <laughs> um, but, but um but what i would say is is that what we did is when that person posted i'm leaving the church because our teaching pastor is for vaccines um we just had somebody go and say and talk to them and i think they still left mad But they also now engage a different congregation and seem to have moderated their views some. So remember, the people are best persuaded by people they already trust. Oh, wow. And I think that's going to be a key thing for co-religionists, not just in evangelicalism, like I am, but for other religions as well.
1: Okay, guys. Uh, Apparently, his name is Ed, S-T-E-T-Z-E-R. And that is, tell CFR in 2021, a world Christianity identity needs to be discipled in. Run. Run when you hear teachers like that. Basically, yeah, and we're here to help you guys get back on track because we don't need the gullible. We don't need people listening to podcasts like Waking Up With Mel. (laughs) You need to listen to me because I'm part of the Billy Graham Foundation. Run.